0: Onto Thy name, do it at your home today. I lift my hands,
1: Lord, onto Thy name. My lips shall.
0: this morning heavenly father we thank you for this opportunity that we have today to gather in your presence through this online platform we invite the holy spirit to come now and to minister and to move in every heart and every life that is tuned into this service today i pray lord that you would do in their lives what only you can i pray lord that you would use this service today to extend your kingdom and lord for your glory I pray that everything that's said and done would bring honor to the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray nothing of the enemy or self would stand in the way to what God would have want accomplished this day. Lord, we ask that you would have your way as we bless your name now. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to welcome each and every one of you this morning to our service here live on our Facebook page. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. And we trust that this service this morning will indeed be a blessing to your heart. And we pray that God, by His spirit, would minister to you today in whatever capacity that you need. Uh, we want to, at the beginning of this service, uh, thank those that are here helping us with this service today. We would not uh, be able to do this service without them. We want to thank uh, Jamie Bingle, who's playing our guitar today, uh, Jason Strode on the bass, uh, Peter McKay on the drums, uh, Shalinda Troke and Melissa Gillett, that's doing our vocals. And a little later, Shalinda will be singing a solo for us. And, of course, Pastor Grant will be bringing uh, the sermon a little later. We want to thank Stephen Sims and Brady Schroeder and Candace Schroeder, as well as helping us with our sound and video cameras. And it would not be possible without them today. Just a couple of announcements before we continue on in worship this morning. I want to remind you today of our drive-in service that will take place on our parking lot here at 6 p.m. this evening. Uh, It's looking like it's going to be a beautiful night, so we're looking forward to that service this evening, and we hope that you'll come and join us this evening. And also we'll be having Bible study and prayer again on Tuesday live on our Facebook page at 8 p.m. So we're looking forward to that as well. We're going to continue to worship the Lord this morning. We're going to sing a hymn together. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Has he done great things in your life today? I'm sure for each and every one of us that is indeed our testimony. No matter where we find ourselves this morning, we can all say that God has done great things. For indeed, He has saved us. He has redeemed us by His blood. And that is the greatest thing of all. And that is why today, even if for nothing else, He is worthy of our praise and He is worthy of our worship. Let's sing this together. Worship along in your home. Lift your hands. Let's worship God today and invite His presence to fill our lives afresh today. To
1: God be the glory, great
0: things He
1: has done.
0: your name Jesus we give you all the glory and all the praise this morning from a heart of thanksgiving Lord for every blessing that you've poured into our lives we bless your name psalmist says I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth so Lord we praise you today we thank you Lord for everything that you've done we thank you, Lord, for how you've protected us, for how you've kept us. We thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom, God, when we didn't have wisdom to know what to do. We thank you, Lord, for leading us and guiding us through situations that we didn't know how to get through. Lord, we bless your name today, and we give you all the glory. And bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, my
1: soul, worship his holy name, sing like this.
0: this time Shalinda troke is going to sing a solo for us this morning and Celinda uh, is going to be Thank you, Shalinda, for leading us in that beautiful song this morning. And there is truth in that song. The Bible tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. And today, as we stand and rest in his love, his love has the power to remove all of our fears today. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer at this time. And I'm sure many of you that are listening today, you have needs upon your heart. And we're going to pray to God today. God invites us to come to his throne in times of need. And come to Him believing that He is able to meet the need. And today I believe, I'm sure many of you do as well, that God, whatever the need is, is well able to meet us. Let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to You now. We come, Lord, based upon the invitation given in Your Word that says come boldly before the throne of grace to find help in our time of need. And so, Lord, we come to You today knowing, Lord, that You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I pray today, Lord, for those that are out there that are listening today that have needs, and even those that may be here in the sanctuary that have needs. Lord, you know what those needs are, for your word tells us that you know every detail about our lives, even the number of hair that's upon our heads. And Lord, we know that you are fully aware of what's going on in these people's lives today. And Lord, we know that you are able to do whatever is necessary to meet those needs today. So God, we just lift them before you. We lift them up to you today, whether it be sickness, whether it be deliverance, Lord, whether it be restoration today, God. We know, Lord, that you're able to meet those things. And we bring them to you now, Lord, inviting your divine intervention, Lord, inviting your spirit, Lord, to come and to minister and move in the lives of those who are looking towards you today. Father, maybe there may be those out today may not be in need in their life. It may be in need of someone they know, and they're just standing in the gap on behalf of that need. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit now will be released to go to wherever that situation is and to do, oh God, what only you can. We cry out to you with faith now. Lord God, hear the cry of our hearts and do, Lord, in these lives what only you can. We ask, Lord, your blessing upon the remainder of this service. We ask, Lord, your blessing upon your people today. Lord, as we navigate through challenging times, we pray, God, for wisdom. We pray, God, for discernment. We pray, God, for strength. We pray, God, for power. And we pray for anointing, O Lord. Lord, would you just minister in these moments and in these times by the power of your spirit, Lord. May we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God, that you are with us and that you are for us. And may we continue to rest upon the promise and authority of your word, Lord. God, be with us now. And be with Pastor Grant in just a little while as he comes and shares what you have laid upon his heart. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint him afresh. And may your spirit today speak into our lives. We ask these things in your name. For you and you alone are worthy. Amen. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're
1: my God, you're all together. you be so here I
0: testimony this morning. Oh, God.
2: Thank you this morning. We want to thank you this morning for tuning in today. I trust that you enjoyed the worship today, and uh, thank you to the worship team who did such a wonderful, wonderful job. And uh, we pray that you were blessed this morning. And so today we are looking into the Word of God. We're preaching uh, from the from the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter eighteen. Psalm chapter eighteen. I'll give you a second if you want to grab your Bible. If you're listening on your phone uh, and watching uh, through U U version, if you have U version on your phone, uh, please turn to Psalm chapter eighteen. Psalm chapter eighteen, verses one to three. Here's what it says: Psalm chapter eighteen, verses one to three. To the chief musician, Asalmad David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of the song on that day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And so this this morning, the title of the message is, What a Wonderful Savior. What a Wonderful Savior. As I meditated on the Word of God this week, And begin to prepare for this morning. The words that kept coming to my mind was strength and fortress. Strength and fortress. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you today that we are able, Lord, to come to you, Lord, in such a manner, Lord. God, to preach the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to do this freely today. Lord, being able to preach your word, Lord, without being scared for our lives. We thank you for that freedom today. We thank you for your many blessings. And Lord, we pray that what we say today would bring glory and honor to you. I remember this psalm, and I titled the message, What a Wonderful God, What a Wonderful Savior, because of what he is to the child of God. I just love the Lord today and every day. I just love to know that whenever I need someone, I have someone. When living alone, the house sometimes gets a little empty and lonely. And for those of you that are single, those of you that are widowed or widower, you know what I'm talking about. There are days when I just need to hear a voice. There are days that go by that I don't even think about being alone. But then there are days when I need to hear something from someone. But it is at that moment. I begin to hear from the Lord. I begin to talk to the Lord. I begin to say to the Lord, I thank you, Lord, for today. I praise you today, and I love you today. And the Lord speaks back. Does he speak in an audible voice? No. But he speaks back, and I can hear him gently just saying and reminding me of how special I am to him. Then I begin to feel his wonderful love. Then I begin to realize just how wonderful God is. Because in that moment of loneliness, I begin to feel his presence and his love. There are days that go by that I just feel and love God. As I was thinking about how wonderful God is, I began to realize what David must have felt like when he was on the run from Saul, who was trying to kill him. And you know what? Thankfully today, my life is not in danger. But I cannot imagine having to hide for my life like David had to during those years of Saul's pursuit. David must have felt lonely at times. He must have felt like there was nobody there. David wasn't a superhuman. We sometimes look at the characters in our Bible and we think, oh yeah, they're superhumans, they're super warriors. But they were not. These people were just the same as you and I today. They had the feelings that we have. David, no doubt, in his fleeing, felt there was no way out or no way around his enemy. But it's in this scripture, verses 1 to 3, that we get the picture that, yes, David was in a place of trouble, but David wasn't alone. What a wonderful thought for us today. In the midst of David's trouble, David was never alone. David acknowledges that in this, in these scriptures. He acknowledges that his life was not great and that he was being hunted. But he also acknowledged that God was there in his situation. Today I want to talk about one and two and three things. Loving the Lord, trusting the Lord, and praising the Lord. Loving the Lord, trusting the Lord, and praising the Lord. So if you would take a few moments this morning, prepare your heart for the Word. I know God has something for you today. He wants you to listen closely to learn from David. First, I want to talk about loving the Lord. Have you ever just said, I love you, Lord, out loud in your home, in the outdoors, on your drive to work, school, or to the store? Maybe you just blurted out, I love you, Lord. It is amazing what kind of feeling you get when you just say it. Just blurt it out. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. From that one sentence, you begin to feel the mighty, wonderful love of God begin to flood your life. It is amazing that David starts out the psalm with, I will love you, O Lord. David is basically just telling God, I will love you now. I will love you tomorrow. I will love you a month from now. I will love you right until the end of my life and then forevermore into eternity. David is not saying he will love the Lord only now and possibly a scattered time here and there. No, David is saying, I love you, Lord, with my everything. I have a wonderful sister today, and her name is Jenna. Now, if any of you know my sister Jenna, you know that she's a loving person, and she smiles a lot. But there is one thing about my sister that you may not know, unless you know her personally and close with her, that is she loves to give hugs, and she expects to get a hug whenever and wherever. We could be in the middle of the restaurant. This happened the other day, by the way. I walk in, and she gets up. I want a hug, she says. This is not no simple little pat on the back hug, but her hugs could last up to a minute or more. She's probably laughing at me right now and as I'm speaking. But Jenna's hugs remind me of how we need to be with God. We need to spiritually hug God and let God know that we love Him. He loves us. There's no doubt about that. But God made us so that we could tell Him that we love Him. Just yesterday, I was at the gas station. I filled up my truck, and I said, Lord, I love you today because you have provided for me. Simply, yet, that is exactly how God wants us his children to be to show him his love in everything in anything in any mundane area of our life God just wants you to show our love towards him he is showing it all the time even when we don't even give it back he still shows his love be like David tell him today I love you Lord David was in the midst of his life being in danger. He was able to say that he is going to love the Lord. Davis uses this word love as a deep, affectionate word, in a deep, affectionate way. David's love towards God was based on the goodness of God. It does not matter if you're having a bad day or not, God is still good. Therefore, we need to love on God. David's love for God was not based on if God did anything for him or not. It was based on the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. We know from reading the introduction to the chapter that this was a victory psalm. But this was a testimony as well to how much God meant to David over the past years when David was in danger and in trouble. David loved God's voice. He loved God's strength. He loved God's protection. He loved God's presence. David was in love with the Lord. David had endured a long, difficult journey since Samuel anointed him king over Israel. I doubt any of us have endured the difficulties that David did. But we too face our struggles. Life has its storms and valleys. But even then, God is still good. God is still faithful. No matter what we go through, God is always faithful. These past months have been rocky. We have been in quite the pandemic, but through it all, God has been good. God has been faithful. God is still God. God is still on his throne. COVID-19 did not change who God is therefore we need to keep loving on the lord for he is good david has spent years on the run facing great difficulty and danger david certainly had developed a love for the lord though this was much more than a casual affection or an appreciation type love david passionately loved the lord In comparison, the love David showed towards God is like the love of a mother towards their child. We sometimes casually confess our love to God. During your day, though, how much do we actually say, I love you, Lord? I love you, Lord. The scripture in Deuteronomy 6 and 5 tells us that we ought to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. In this chapter, God reveals that law is not the answer. Love is. When we can, see, we can see in David's life that his love for God was priority. David had lived several years as a fugitive and as man, a man who had lost everything. He lost his safety, he lost his family, he lost his career, he lost his rights, he lost his connection to the Israelite community, and he lost his comforts. But David still chose to say, I will love you, O Lord. Despite all this, he remained faithful to God, who in his timing delivered David and fulfilled the long ago promise of his anointing. Think about it for a moment. Think about what David had went through and all that he had lost. And at the end, when God delivered him, David could have said, Lord, why didn't you do this earlier? Or he could have said, Lord, this means nothing because I have nobody to be excited with. Or he could have said, what's the point of me defeating my enemies now? But David didn't do any of that, didn't say any of that. Instead of complaining because of what he didn't have, David first announced of his love for the Lord. David realizes and makes it known in the first verse that without God, he is weak. He is not able to do life without him. David makes it known that the Lord is his strength. David shows us that he is dependent on the Lord. If you have ever had a baby, you would know that babies are dependent on their parents for everything. Over the last month, I've watched Pastor Jared and Jenna care for their little one, Lily, who is so adorable, by the way, and how they have been such a great set of parents to her. Little Lily is dependent on mom and dad and would not live without them. You know what? Sometimes we neglect to show God our love. We neglect God when we need to be dependent on God for everything. Without God today, we are nothing. God needs to be a part of the everything in our lives. We need to tell God we love him in everything we do, in everything that we are a part of. God created us because he wanted an object of his affection. That is why we are here. Our ultimate person purpose sorry, is to love him back. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you included God in your everyday life? If we honestly say that God is my strength, then why do we neglect him even in the mundane areas of our life? God wants to be your everything at work. God wants to be your everything at home. God wants to be your everything in your sickness. God wants to be your everything in your health. God wants to be everything on your family vacation. God wants to be your everything during your side-by-side or quad trip. God wants to be your everything when you're at the beach with your kids. God wants to be your everything when you're at the beach with your kids. God wants to be your everything when you go to the grocery store. God wants to be your everything even when you watch TV or on your phone. God wants to be your everything. He wants to be a part of everything that you're doing. David said that the Lord was his strength. Therefore, David included God in everything because without God, David would not have been able to see the victory over his enemies. Secondly, this morning, I want to talk about trusting the Lord. The definition for the word trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone. Today for the church we can say that the definition of trust accurately describes Jesus today. Jesus is reliable. He is always there. Jesus is the truth. For his words says, I am the way, I am the truth. Jesus can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Jesus is also strong. He carried the weight of everyone's sin upon his shoulders. Today I'm not speaking to a congregation that not just hears about people, trusting the Lord, but I'm speaking to a congregation that knows how to trust the Lord. I'm speaking to a congregation that has seen the results of waiting and trusting in the Lord for deliverance in their situations and their lives. This congregation today can testify to the faithfulness of God. This congregation knows that when light throws a curveball, that the best and first and only thing to do is to trust in God. I've seen it since being here. Some of you have trusted God for your marriage and you've seen deliverance. Some of you have trusted God for your spouse's salvation, you've seen deliverance. Some of you have trusted God for your children's salvation, you've seen deliverance. Some of you have trusted God for your healing and He has delivered. Some of you have trusted God for employment and He's come through. Some of you today are in the trusting period. I don't want to declare today that God is faithful and God is going to deliver you from wherever you are today and in your life. The devil would have us think that what we are asking is annoying to God. He would try to make us believe that what we are asking is too great for God or too small for God and he doesn't care about it. He would have us think that what we are asking will never come to pass. It will never happen. But I want to serve notice to the devil today that my God is faithful and he has never and will never fail me. Therefore I am standing on his promises which are yes and amen and I am trusting in the Lord today for his deliverance. Will you trust the Lord today for your Deliverance! Thank God today for the mighty word of the Lord. Because when I look at Psalm 18, I am looking at a victory psalm. David is saved from his enemies, and the Lord has delivered him. What I like about that little introduction that I read before verse 1, before reading the chapter, is the word all. God delivered David from all his enemies. When God does something, he does not only do half the job, He does not only do three-quarters of the job, but when my God does something, he does 100% of the job. My God does everything to completion. He brings things around. When God is bringing you through a storm, he doesn't bring you halfway through the storm and say, here, now you get through it on your own. But our God takes us through the storm and sees that we land safely on the other side on dry land. What I love about David this morning is that he shows us what God was like to him during the times of his running from Saul. Verse 2, David talks about eight different things that he describes God to be. It turns out that we humans reason largely by means of our hearts, not by our heads. As French mathematician and theologian Blaise Pascal noted long ago, the heart has reason. That reason does not know. Poets, singers, storytellers, and artists have always known this. They use symbols and metaphors that speak to our hearts rather than to our minds. That is why their ideas penetrate where everything else has failed. And that is why we can say a picture is worth a thousand words. Images remain in our minds when all else is forgotten. David first says that the Lord is my rock. When David talks about rock, he is talking about a rugged cliff that is high and towering. This type of rock would have been great for climbing and seeing everything in full view and being above the situation and looking down on the enemy. David describes God as his rock. As for David, when he was being hunted, God would sometimes make him feel like he was above the enemy. God showed him where to go and what to do because God lifted him above his situation. That's just like God. Sometimes we can't see what the enemy is up to. And sometimes God steps in and he lifts us up above the situation so that we can see what is happening. And he shows us what's going on. David talks also about the Lord as my fortress. A fortress is a high wall that surrounds people. As a child, sometimes when we were growing up and we would be playing uh, snowball fights, we would build ourselves forts to protect us from our opponent. David uses the word fortress because in those days a fortress means a place of defense, a place so strengthened that an enemy could not approach it or where one would be safe. Such fortresses we often constructed on the rocks on hills where those who fled, there would be safe. David, I'm sure, knowing what it is, was like to feel safe in God. For when one in, is in God, he is protected from the enemy. How many of us have felt and seen God's protection in our own lives? Many a times I've been protected in my truck from accidents because God has stepped in. On my behalf, David also describes the Lord as my deliverer. David speaks of one who has saved, rescues, and delivers from danger. I am certain that his mind went back to the many times when it seemed that the, when it seemed that the defeat and maybe even death were imminent. But the Lord delivered him from danger. He rejoiced in the God of his salvation, in the Lord who was mighty to save him. We have reason to rejoice today as well in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our Deliverer, who has delivered us from condemnation and wrath of God for our sins. Christ has set us free. We have the precious blessing of walking with the Lord no longer by the shackles of sin and shame. He is our deliverer today. David says that the Lord is my God. David has a personal relationship with the Lord. He has come to know him on a personal level. When his world appeared to be spinning out of control, he could look to and reply, sorry, rely upon him who oversees all things. The child of God can say how wonderful it is to talk to God wherever we are and walk with God on a personal level. Many times I sit in my truck and I chat with God. Sometimes it's not audible. Sometimes I'm just thinking about God. But I am glad I serve a God that knows even my thoughts before I think them. Some of you have your quiet place, whether that is in your comfy chair, at your kitchen table, out in the woods, or by the lake. It is wonderful when we can sit for a few moments and forget about the cares of our life because we have a personal relationship with our Lord. David talks about how the Lord is my strength. This is the second time David speaks of the Lord as his strength. Here in verse 2, it has a different meaning. It refers to an unmovable rock or cliff. David was saying that he was secure in the one that is unmovable. He had been settled upon a firm foundation that would never move or shake, even if the world around him seemed to be falling apart and crumbling at his feet. The Lord was unmovable. During the battle, God was steadfast. Have you ever felt like your world was crumbling and things were just going out of control? I felt like that many a times, but you know what? I speak the name of Jesus. And something just stirs up inside of you. And you realize just how wonderful Jesus is. You feel how wonderful God is. And then you realize that trusting in the name of Jesus made you feel so much better. In your situation today, I urge you, speak the name of Jesus. Darkness has to flee in the name of Jesus. Fear has to go in the name of Jesus. Speak his name in your situation. I've certainly felt it when I've spoken the name of Jesus over situations in my life. I have told my young people over and over, if you get in a place and you don't know how to get out, speak the name of Jesus and he brings light into your path. David then goes to say, in whom I will trust. David learned rather quickly that in times of stress and struggle, the Lord would not bail out on him but would stand by his side. Glory to God, I love that. Would stand by his side and be the one he could trust. The Lord was always there for him, and he lacked nothing. The Lord was always there, and he lacked nothing. David had a lot of people turn their backs against him, but God stayed with him. The same goes for us today. You may feel like everyone has turned against you, that nobody cares about you, that nobody wants to help you. I want to tell you today that you are not alone, for God stands by your side today, and he is there to help you. He's there to care for you. He's there to love on you. You just need to trust him today. David talks about the Lord being my shield When the enemy was coming towards David, it seemed there was nowhere to hide. But the Lord hid him, protected him from the enemy, and kept him from hurt and danger. The Lord was like a shield in front of him. That is why David could say, the Lord was a shield for him. Many times in our walk with the Lord, Our God takes the shield and he puts it in front of us and he protects us from what the enemy is trying to do in our lives. David speaks about the Lord as the horn of my salvation. The horn is to animals the means of their defense. Their strength lies in the horn. Hence the word is used here as elsewhere to represent that to which we owe our protection and defense in danger. The idea here is that God was to the psalmist David. What the horn is to animals means he was his defense. Finally, David talks about the Lord as my stronghold. Here David meant a high tower. He is to me what a high tower is to one who is in danger. Such towers were erected on mountains, on rocks, or on walls of a city. And were regarded as safe places, mainly because they were inaccessible. David trusted the Lord to be all these things. And David knew God would come through for him. And when God did, David wrote about it in this psalm. This is a psalm of victory, a psalm of thanksgiving, a psalm of deliverance today. Today, you, maybe you are wondering if God can be trusted with your situation because you feel your situation is uh, not a typical struggle, I want to tell you today that no matter the struggle, you can trust God. You can trust God to be your rock, You can trust God to be your fortress. You can trust God to be your deliverer. You can trust God because he's God. You can trust God to be your strength. You can trust God to be your shield. You can trust God to be your horn of salvation. You can trust God to be your high tower today. Finally, I want to talk about praising the Lord. How wonderful it is to praise the Lord. One of the greatest things any child of God can do is praise the Lord. I'm finding myself praising the Lord in everything that I do. When I'm doing the laundry and I got my music on, I'm praising the Lord. When I'm cooking and cooking up a meal for myself, I'm praising the Lord. When I'm just sitting down in my couch watching TV, sometimes it just comes on me and I gotta praise the Lord. When I'm driving my truck out to Sapsharm, I just find myself praising the Lord. Next to loving and trusting the Lord, I believe we ought to praise the Lord. Praise brings about so much good in our lives. It reminds us of our love for God. It reminds us of our trust in God. And it reminds us of what God did for us. Praise reminds us of where God has brought us from. Six months ago, when COVID-19 came on the scene, it was tough for everyone And unfortunately, it's still tough today. But I'm thankful for the many avenues that God has opened for me during this time. This is why I just want to praise Him today. I said to myself just this past week, I don't know about you, but I talked to myself. I talked to myself and I said, I'm not going to complain about what I don't have or what I cannot do. Instead, I'm going to praise God for what I do have and what I'm going to have in faith today. It is easy to look down on things to be a complainer, and I tell you, I've done my fair share of complaining. But where has it gotten me? Nowhere. Hasn't got me anywhere further ahead by complaining. It has brought me down and probably further away from the Lord. It is the praise, the praise of the Lord that gets me up out of my self-pity and the praise out to focus our lives on Jesus Praise ought to bring us to a place of thankfulness. So church, instead of complaining about what we do not have or what we're not going to have, start thanking God for what you do have today. Some of you have already decided, I'm not going back to church because I can't do this, 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 or that. But I tell you today, I'm excited to get back to church. I'm glad, I'm thankful that the doors are going to be open and we can flood in to the sanctuary. May only be 100 people, but that's 100 more than we were having. And so I thank the Lord for that today. I'm excited to see you. Tired of speaking to a camera. I can't wait to see you in these pews today. I'm going to find a way around what I'm not allowed to do and do what I can do. That means bringing a banner in and waving the banner. That means lifting my hands and worshiping the Lord without even using my voice. Then I'm going to do it. If that means praying and praying the Lord, meditating in my chair, praying for the pastor, praying for the congregation, then that's what I'm going to do because the Lord did say that my house shall be called a house of prayer. David had every right to complain to the Lord. David was on the run fleeing for his life. David was on the run away from family. David was on the run and lost his career. David was on the run and could not get to the house of worship. But David chose to not look at his surroundings and complain. David chose to praise the Lord for where he was and what God has done and what God was going to do. Verse 3 is not the end of David's song of praise, but we have reached a point where David paused, paused to worship and praise the Lord. With the few thoughts he has already expressed, David felt compelled to pause and praise the Lord. Today I challenge you to pause and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his goodness and his faithfulness today. Let us take time throughout the day to just praise the Lord. The church has not been defeated. The church is in the hands of the Almighty God. Therefore, we can rejoice today knowing that the church is going to be well taken care of. Do not look at what you can't do. Look at what you can do. Praise God for what? has been accomplished. Praise God for what's going to be accomplished. David stopped and praised God for his deliverance. We need to stop and thank God for what has been accomplished in our lives today. In closing this morning, musicians can return. Love, trust, praise. That is what it boils down to. Love God. Take the time to say, I love you, Lord. Out of your busy day, take the time to say, I love you, Lord. Take the time when you're at home, say, I love you, Lord. Show God that you love him. Show God that you love him. Trust God. When you are in a battle, in a place of fear, put your trust in the one who knows all. Speak the name of Jesus over your situations. And I encourage you to do that because when you do, situations turn around. Situations turn around when you place God at the forefront. Praise God. We sometimes sing praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime, praise him when the sun goes down. Take the time. Praise the Lord. Praise him every chance that you get, every moment of your life. If you have the spare moment and the spare breath taken, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Church, God knows everything. God was not blindsided by anything that we went through or we're going to go through. God is looking for people to love him, trust him, trust that he knows what he's up to, and praise him for everything. Where has the complaining got us? Nowhere. But where has praise and prayer got us? Let us prepare our hearts for what God wants to accomplish in the few weeks ahead. Be ready for what God wants to do. A lot of times when I prayed in the last few months, I prayed, and Lord, we are expecting great things. I'm expecting wonderful things. We're going to sing the chorus together, I Can Trust Jesus. And I'm going to close in prayer. Trust that this message today has encouraged you to praise the Lord, to love the Lord and trust the Lord. I trust that you have a greater understanding of how wonderful our God is. Pastor Jerry is going to lead us in that chorus and then we're going to close in prayer. Oh Thank you pastor jared thank you worship team today for helping and leading we're going to close in prayer this morning like i said in the past few weeks if you have a prayer request that you want to send into church please feel free to do so epc prayer at outlook.com or you can call the church office at 635-3061 so this morning let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes as we pray father we thank you today for your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord, towards us. We thank you for your love towards us, Lord. Even when we don't show it to you, God, you still show your love towards us. We thank you today, Lord, that we are able to trust in you, Lord, with all our needs, Lord, knowing, Lord, that you are more than able, more than capable, Lord, of taking all our needs, in, Lord, and taking care of us. We pray, Lord, today, Lord, that we would be thankful, Lord, for what we have been given, Lord, we will be thankful people, Lord. And, Lord, we would return that, Lord, with praise to you today. God, we just pray, Lord, if there's one, Lord, today that don't know you as a personal Lord and Savior, this would be, Lord, the day that they would call on your name, Lord. We pray, Lord, right now, Lord, for this evening. We pray, Lord, for the open-air service. We pray that you administer mightily, Lord, and give strength to those involved, Lord, we pray. Thank you for our people. Bless them today. Protect them today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for listening.